0: We're going to hear from every age group today. What does it mean for a three-year-old to know God? We're going to do some tag-team preaching. You know, the Bible says that the little children, if you want to come into the kingdom, you've got to be like a little kid. Don't come with all your intellect, with your smart, with all your PhDs and all the layers behind you. You've got to come as a little kid and almost start again as a kid has absolute single-minded faith in its parent it's how we're to live in God. Can't figure it out sometimes. Now hear me, I'm not saying we don't use our intellect. I'm a man of the intellect. Spirit-led intellect is, the, is how God has it. The mind of Christ has been birthed through the Spirit, not through just filling our head with knowledge. It's a Spirit-led mind. It sees and perceives things of the Spirit, not just crams its head with information. But Come to me as a kid. So you're going to hear from some kids today. What it means to know God. You're going to hear from some younger people. What it means to know them. Then you're going to hear some of our more mature people. You know, I love this the reality that age isn't a factor in the kingdom. Either way. So if you're 50 plus today, there is no retirement in the kingdom. A lot of people, you hear, oh, I've done all that. Been a part of all that. What do you mean? Never ends. There is no stopping point. The Bible says we're going from glory to glory. Although the flesh is decaying, the spirit goes from glory to glory. And there are young people in this house, in the city that need you if you are 50 plus today, 40 plus today. Everyone has a place in the kingdom. And young people, they do as well, don't they? They have wisdom and passion. There is no... We're all to live like this. We're all to be... These people, why? Because of the one we follow, to know him. What does that really mean? How well do you know him today? What's stopping you again to know him more? My heart, prayer is as we as a community, move towards the Father, a lover of the presence, a lover of the Father. Encounter with the Father. Not just an experience, but an encounter. The man who was healed of a number of demons encountered the Father, the Christ. And he didn't run off. He sat at his feet, clothed, for the first time in his life, freedom. Freaked everybody else out, didn't it? You know, sometimes we don't like. It's this crazy thing. Sometimes, you know, when God comes, we, we run away from the thing he's trying to do. A whole lot of people ask Jesus to leave. How do you do that? How does someone who's bound, you've seen this man been bound up for years and, years and years and years and years, and the Christ comes and sets him free, and then a the whole community says, can you leave? To know him, to love others, walk together so we're going to invite some people up now. We'll do this in stages. So, if I could have first off the low rank, <laughs> um, just Alexa Linton and Arabella War with Kelly, if you guys can come. And I've asked uh, these lovely people to just say what knowing him means to them.
1: Maybe.
2: <laughs>
0: this is Travis's daughter, we might be here for a while <laughs> Yeah, sweetheart
2: i got, got a memory
0: verse yeah. rock. Okay yeah. Okay, so we've got a memory verse it's Just yeah. speaking to your yeah. memory verse Do you want to do it together? Okay, join her I'll hold that oh, no Stand up I'll hold this. Look at this. She's going to be a preacher, right? She's a preacher. Come together. I'll, I'll hold is Isn't that awesome? You want to say something as well? Okay, you
2: see.
0: I get another kind of memory, but. Okay, what is it? right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. So what does it mean to know God? Strengthens you. Is that one? That's awesome. Well done. Um, I
3: love him. He lives in my house.
0: Let's give it up for these guys, that's awesome. You know, that's just very simple, but there's so much depth in what they just said. To love him in your heart, to have him in your heart, to know him. Okay, let's welcome Anya. Joyce, Anya comes to share. And you're just talking about knowing him as well.
1: Well, how I get to know God is reading my Bible, worshipping, praying and Sunday services. And I, I read Bible studies every morning with my family and I come and worship here and we pray every night and Sunday services It just helps me to get to know God.
0: That's awesome. Well done, you? That's cool. Thanks, sweetheart. Okay, can I have Nathan? Nathan Finlay. Powerhouse man. Nathan's going to talk about loving others.
4: I don't know if I can follow that, but, um, you know. Yeah. Um Loving others for me is every day. Um, it's not just on the days that I I feel like it, or you know, good. Good. or just when the you know right time comes around, but in every day and every circumstance, you know how no, how no matter how big or small, um, you know we have to choose to love others yep. or to not. Um, John fifteen thirteen says, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. For me, you know, this is what loving others is: it's to die to our flesh, you know, our wants, our needs, our flesh, <laughs> and to, you know, just put other people first. Mark 9.35 says, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. You know, we all we all want to be served, we all want to be first. It's just how we work. But, you know, but to love is to become the servant of all, just as Christ has done for us. John 13.34, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved one, You. To truly love one another for me is to love one another with the love that comes from Christ. To be the servant of all and to love others is to speak the truth even when it hurts. Praying for them, but not only that, but however, whenever, show the love of God in you. Uh, Loving others for me is what sets us apart from the rest of the world. Because in verse 35, it it says, By this all will know Mm -hmm. that you are my disciples Mm -hmm. if you have love for one another. But what I think is a a very great way to love someone, to share the gospel with them. Share what our Christ has done for them. You know, when we when we start knowing God we'll naturally love others and and when we walk together we'll naturally love others as well and vice versa. It's it
0: great, man. It's great. Uh, Mike, Mike Hyman, are you Mike here? Yes, there he is. Cool. Let's welcome Mike as he comes.
3: Kirk asked me a few weeks ago if I would speak on one of these things. And I was like, yeah, sweet, that'll be fine. And he's like, oh, you can do loving others. I'm like, oh, not that one. (laughs) Because to me, you know, knowing God, that's exciting. That's that's awesome. Learning about your creator and who who made you, you know. Walking together, that's a picture of our life group. And I love our life group. Loving others, oh, that's a hard one. That's a tricky one. Because when we talk about love, we're not talking about loving your mum. You know, that's not what it means. It's not, you know, loving your mum, loving your wife, loving your kids. It's 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 tricky. Um, Luke 6, this is Jesus' words. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Yeah. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your father is merciful. So that's the love that we're talking about. That's loving others. And that's why it's like, oh, that's hard, you know? And the other thing that I think about when um, I think about loving others is the the sheep and the goats. Um, Jesus talks about a parable in Matthew 25, or not a parable, what will, what will happen in the future, and how he will separate mankind into two groups, the sheep and the goats. And to the sheep, the people he calls the sheep, he'll say, Thank you for loving me, for, for feeding me, for giving me clothes when I was naked, for caring for me when I was sick. And those people will say to him, but we never did that. We, we never looked after you, Jesus. When was that? And Jesus replies, "Well, when you looked after the least, the worst, the last, the lost, the least. When you, look, when you looked after, when you cared for, when you loved the least in the world, that's a reflection of how you loved me. And so loving others is actually a reflection of how we love God. That's why these three things all tie together, because as we know Him and as we love others, it's all kind of all mixed up together. So to me, that's loving others.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks, Mike. Welcome Jane as She comes. She's going to talk about walking together.
1: Thank you. Thank you. As you know, we were going to do this a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so glad that Greg threw the whole kind of service out the window, or the order out the window on that day, because all the stuff that I prepared, I was going to do exactly the same with, <laughs> um, around walking together. I mean, it's not that it's not right and true and relevant, but on that day, at that service, God gave me a whole new revelation of walking together, and good, that was good. really what I was going to share. and over the last two weeks it's just sort of grown stronger and the word he gave me was vulnerability yeah. and just you know it was hearing Greg speak on that this morning because I guess as we you know as we turned up on that Friday afternoon it started raining you know and it rained the whole way through right until Sunday afternoon when we were you know packing up to go home and it's almost as if God was like bringing us all together. He's like, okay, it's going to rain all weekend, so I'm going to bring you all together. You've got to mix up. You've got to get to know each other. You've got to break down all those little barriers and those guards that we all put up. And, and really, you know, that's part, you know, He was really doing the work in us that weekend. And I think when we all got together on that Sunday morning, um, you know, there was, there was a real, really powerful presence of God in that service. And I mean, I know everyone would have had a different experience, but I just personally felt that he was just really breaking me down <laughs> and saying, you know, this is part of dying to self, being one, um, uh, walking together as being one. We can't walk together unless we've broken ourselves down yep. and create new bonds together for it, you know. So, yeah, and then I was thinking yesterday, it's kind of like when you're baking a your cake, You've got to melt the butter. You've got to get all the lumps out of the flour. You've got to mix it all together. Then you put it in the oven, and it comes sure, out as yeah. this beautiful cake. So it's kind of like us walking together. We need to allow ourselves to be vulnerable. We need to allow ourselves to be break, broken down. And then when we come together, it's forming new bonds. And I guess, you know, that Sunday morning, we have been getting to know each other. So there was that the relationships have been built. Um, When you have relationship, you have trust. And when there's trust, you allow yourself to be vulnerable. So, um, you know, we can't have camps every weekend. Um, So how do we stay at that level? Because kind of that's where we need to keep going forward from. Um, So I guess it's, you know, we just have to keep coming with that level of expectancy and just allowing ourselves to be constantly you know, let God work in us, you know, um, every opportunity. And um, I've just been kind of reading um, in John 17 um, where Jesus prays for all believers and he, he's talking about how he wants us to be one as he is one in the Father and that's such a huge challenge um, and something that is quite mind-blowing but that's, I guess, the challenge that we need to move forward with as we walk together.
0: Very cool. Just need my mic back. I'm, I'm, Jane. What sort of cake are we? Chocolate cake. It has to be. Just real fast. If you're a life group leader, can you please just stand? I just want you to have a look around. One of the ways in which we continue to do this, yes, we can't have camps every week, but we meet as small communities every week. And these are just some people that are running life groups throughout the Wellington region. I'm also standing. I have one as well, Danielle and I. And so just have a look. Maybe after the service, go to them and say, hey, when do you meet? Can I come along? Because this is this whole walking together thing. It's an active choice to walk with others But it is exactly the life Christ patterned. wasn't accidental. wasn't an option. This is how I'm doing it. So thanks, guys. Go and say hi. So Paul, come and tell us, mate. Come and talk. This is Paul Costello, one of our great elders here.
2: What does walking together look like? A little bit like those. (laughs) 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 Unbelievable. (laughs) <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, it was amazing, really, the, the, the camp. You know, part of it when Greg sort of spoke about afterwards, I was thinking, well, just you know, just look up and look around. This is what walking together looks like when we're in harmony, just for what you're saying, Jane. But you know, there's uh, some you know that neat stuff that was happening this morning when the two little girls came up and spoke. You know, Psalm 8 verse 2 talks exactly about that. This is out of the mouths of infants and children. God's ordained perfect praise. What for? To shut up the foe and the avenger. It silences them. Why? Because that comes out of a pure heart. So it's uncorrupted. It's not, you know, if you want to say, I love God, I love God. Uh, the amazing thing is, next thing, about two seconds later, they'll turn around and poke the other kid in the eye. <laughs> Why? Because it's uncorrupted. This is <laughs> what they feel like doing. Oh. <laughs> But God sees the treasure of the heart because it's uncorrupted. I love you. And that's what he looks for us. You know that word, brother was saying this before, it says, you know, love your enemies. (laughs) That word's agape love, unconditional love. Be fond of your enemy. What? Come on. And he says, yeah. That's the love the Father has that he puts inside us and creates in us to love one another. That then has an outflowing somehow that gets put into action, and that's the bit that I think probably we all battle with, looking for a way to manifest that, to express that out. You know, the life groups, the home groups, I I continually look back, and I'm just amazed at what God's been able to do in my life and and with my wife Anne. The different things, but I I just know, for some unknown reason, I don't know, because God's put it in, that um, we've just hooked on and stayed hooked on and despite everything, and that includes through life groups. I know that has just been such a key part of keeping us growing and developing in the family of God. It just, it just doesn't happen so so big without it. That's where the relationships build. You know, you can't, I, it's hurt every time we've had to move, we've changed location and we've gone to a different fellowship. It's hurt leaving that church family. Because it's that it's our family, you know, and God's led us on to different places, and then you start to uh, uh find the amazing uh, part of God is that his family is all around the world, you know whether it's um where you know where, where spirit of God dwells uh, <laughs> or or Wellington place that both my wife and I said to God, the last place in New Zealand we would ever want to move to is Wellington. (laughs) And I am so, so pleased that God has brought us here. He's led us into so much through then coming down here and becoming part of his family here that builds a relationship with people. But to build relationship, the funny thing is you actually have to build relationship. You've got to be with people and become vulnerable. You know, since... um, we 've been I'm just thinking before we 've been through a bunch of things in our li- in our lives when um, my wife had a couple of miscarriages, and just the heartache the immense heartache was sitting there, but who was there beside me? Jesus, what did he look like? He looked like a friend, Andrew McKean, who was standing right beside me with his arm around me and around my wife It was Jesus with skin on that was walking together. What happened when we came Vulnerable enough to uh, go through some financial issues. This is family was round the us. God's family. Um, what happened when my brother committed suicide? I had family. I was standing on the, uh, 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 when my mum died and she'd gone through an illness and what have you and we knew that it probably wasn't going to be long to, to live. We are moving house. And we'd just packed everything up and put it in the garage. The next day we're going to move house. (coughs) I got a phone call. You need to come now. And I was standing in the garage and was walking round and round a circle going, God, what do I do? Dad, what do I do? And, And then the phone rang. So I answered it and it was a friend. What does walking together look like? It was one of our life group friends. He said, what are you doing? He said, well actually literally right now I'm walking round and around in a circle saying, Dad, what do I do? Mum's about to pass away and I need to get to Hamilton. <laughs> the house is packed up, we're going to move house tomorrow. And He said, Paul, you just go. You and Anne, the kids, go. We'll move house for you. And we did. We let it go. When we did come back, one of the, the people in our life group was an interior decorator. So when we sort of came back, the house was all set up and it was much better than we'd ever set it up. <laughs> Probably looked a little like those, but anyway. <coughs> but th- what does walking together look like? It looked like that. You know, the ability for us to be able to, I mean, that was coming this way, so I've experienced it and I know it, and the ability for us to engage with others to be when someone's sick or in a vulnerable place to open up the house and say, there's a bed here, come and stay here. But one thing I have learnt over over a few years uh, is that, um, sorry buddy, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's not like this, okay, holding hands in a manly way. It's not like <laughs> this. Okay, I'll drag you around everywhere and take you everywhere to grow up. No. It's, it's, more, it's more a hand like this. Hey look, I'll, I'll give you the opportunity. And he says, come follow me and I'll show you the way and lead you into it and provide that opportunity you know so what is looking walking together look like? it looks like that in life groups, that's how it looks like to me there's an ad that's just, I've only just seen it on TV and there's this uh, I forget what it is, some sort of Omega 50 plus oil or something I don't know what it is, but this lady's dropped this pill and the guys dropped the pill and she's standing on a high tower thing and uh, so she drops the pill and jumps off diving into the pool the guy drops his pill and he cranks over this um, motocross bike and then it flicks back to her as she's doing this beautiful dive and twist and everything and next (coughs) moment, it's a big belly flop (laughs) and the guy's flying through the air and he's off the bike doing tricks and next thing you see the the bike fly past and the guy plummets down onto the ground well you know that's the 50 plus area where I sit now (laughs) So, a little bit of wisdom kicks in and says, Well, I'm happy to sit back with mates on Thursday morning and encourage the young guys to do it and let them encourage them how to walk together to find God. You know, that's what walking together looks like to me, mate.
0: Thanks, Paul. Awesome. Let's welcome Jeanette. Well, what? Save the best to last. <laughs>
5: He was very kind and said it was maturity this morning. The other day it read on the board as senior. And, uh, and I didn't write it.
2: Uh, I didn't write it.
5: So I thought, oh, I don't really feel senior. But uh, I thought, I can work with that. Seniors forget and repeat themselves. So I've got a piece of paper. So <laughs> no, any which way. It was such a privilege to actually um, listen to the Little E's and to the youth and in the age groups um, to know him and to love him these are the things which make walking together actually come alive knowing the Holy Spirit in us and around us and walking with us it's that personal start of knowing the Holy Spirit that allows us to walk together and we also walk together with our families the ones we live with and of course the Rock family But also we walk together with different people and I just think God is just so good. He creates us with so many um, diverse gifts because he wants us to influence in so many places. It's why some people operate with logic and analytical skills and others operate more from an emotional quotient. It's why um, we have te- some are teachers, some are nurses, some are salespeople, um, some are policemen, um, whatever. It's because God doesn't want anybody to miss out, and so He we just He's got such a fabulous plan, and he, we just had to do our part in it. But when I think about walking together, I think that we do it unconsciously, and we also do it intentionally. And it's in those un- unconscious times when we just say, "Come and have a coffee with me, come and have a meal with me." they are just so critical because it's an opportunity just to be able to speak life into people when they speak negative comments refrain you know rephrase it for them it's so and I just know from a personal point of view how important those times are and of course the intentional times we've heard um we we set about putting ourselves into groups and we've heard about life groups. Um, And it's really just that um, at the weekend, Sam started talking about placing ourselves before God and then learning to serve one another. And it's in, um, says in James 1.13, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself and others from being polluted by the world I so enjoyed the Unite weekend because I love spending time with different age groups and it's actually something I love about my age, being my age is that I'm a, a parent of grown children and I'm a grandparent and I just love being around, it's such a buzz hearing the passion and the fire of the, of the young people and um, I just like Um, They want to influence and change the world right now. (laughs) But I love hearing their dreams and I love getting alongside and walking together. My generation, that's me, can input um, by challenging ideas, by agreement and by resources. And it's passions, resources and wisdom that all walk together when we unite. And that of course is not unique to the Unite Weekend. Generations are to generate, and as a chosen generation, we are to produce fruit. That's people and activities that look and act like God. When we walk together, our lives are a testimony. We sow seeds, and then we can nurture and grow them. That weekend, um, you will remember the Unite weekend, it was wild weather, Um, but Rick and I went to the wedding of his PA on the Saturday afternoon. And we listened to the groom, Scott, as he introduced his men and their walk that they have had together. And then he um, proposed a toast. And um, he used a phrase which they all knew and was special to them. And it went, we are not, I, um, I'm not above you, I'm not below you, I'm right beside you. Walking together, I've got you covered. And it just made my heart sing. <laughs> I want to know him. I want to love others. I want to walk together. Please join me.
0: Pretty powerful, eh? Hearing from everyone, which is just... Fantastic. So thank you for everybody that said yes to doing that and being bold and just uh, stepping up to the plate because it's not easy talking in front of people. Um, and so you know, as we journey forward, um, we've been talking as a staff, as an analogy, just simplifying a lot of the things that we do. And pruning back things so we can just align ourselves, you know, focus, bring alignment to it. God, what is it that you want us to do? And, and all the answers are found within the Word of God. It, it, it's, I mean, our, our purpose of knowing him, loving us, walking together, you could phrase it like this. Love God, love others, go make disciples. Uh, Philippians 6 two says, you carry your brother's burdens, you're fulfilling the greatest commandment. You're fulfilling the law. What's that? Love me with all your heart, soul, and mind, strength, and love others. And so it's simple, but it's deep. There's a depth to knowing him. There's a depth you've heard to loving others. There's a depth of walking together. But I just really really quickly want to spend two minutes just asking some questions, and then I want to go through how this outworks itself here at The Rock. How does that purpose, that singular purpose, outwork itself? What are the key environments that we are building Uh, for us to come and soak ourselves in, so that just isn't some abstract statement, but it becomes our reality, because that's a lifestyle, our statement is a lifestyle, it's not just something that sits on a plaque and we all look at it and go, that's our vision statement, I can regurgitate it, but I'm not in it, it's something that we're in, it comes out of us, through us, over us, because Jesus is building authentic followers, not religious ones, not religious people but authentic followers he's not building an organization he's building people he's in the business of restoring reconciling and building people he said i will build my church i wish he'd said i will build my people because so many people use this language the church is a building it's something we do it's where we go it's not it's you and me i will build my people from the inside out Not the outside in, the inside out. We are all a reflection of what God is doing in us. Jesus said out of the heart comes what? Everything. You guys, you polish the outside of the cup, but the inside is what I'm trying to get to. He's always trying to get, it's a heart issue. Everything with him is a heart issue. He wants wellsprings coming out of our hearts from the innermost being of a person flows rivers of life. That's why the shift in direction. Yes, are we called to go? Absolutely. But, and there's a big but, from a place of intimacy, knowing him, hearing his voice, and as you go, as you're being transformed, going from glory to glory, you become brighter and brighter and brighter. So a world sees Christ in you, not someone just doing this. Even not someone mowing lawns, they see the Christ in you. Does that make sense? I hope it does. And so what is the goal of our faith journey in following Jesus? It's not to reach a lost world. He said, I come to seek and save the lost. I will draw all men unto myself. I will build a church. The goal for you and I as the church is spiritual transformation into his image. That is the goal of our faith journey, to become like the one we follow internally and externally, in his nature, in his works. That's the goal, all right? How will we achieve this? A couple of scriptures, if you want to write these down, I'm not going to go through it. Romans 8.29, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Romans 8.29, 2 Corinthians 3.18. We're going, the flesh is becoming weaker, We're going from glory to glory. The unseen becoming seen. Why? Sight is within you. Sight starts here. That's why Paul prayed, May the eyes of your heart be enlightened. I can see in the natural. Can I see in the spirit? How we achieve this? Knowing him, loving others, walking together. It's our singular purpose. So I'm going to just use the word purpose, not vision. It's our purpose of life. It's our purpose to know the Father. To love others. This isn't a statement but a lifestyle. As we engage with this purpose, we are becoming like the Christ and it takes an active choice of our will. So, question for us all. Two questions that I want us to consider as we journey. When I look, when you read those words, knowing Him, loving others, walking together. First question, what does that mean for me as an individual? When I read that that purpose, what does that mean for me? How well do I know Him? Do I just know about Him? Have I brought, been brought up in this thing called the church community? But you know what? The reality is, I really—if someone asked me to describe who He was from my heart, I would struggle. I can tell you the theological side of it. I can give you the, you know, but but from an intimate expression of. What has he done for you? How have you changed through knowing this person? How has the presence of God changed you? Can you tell me that you were this, but now you are this? This is what he means. He's my everything. He's my world. He brings my world purpose and hope. Without him, I might as well go. I don't want to be here if he's not in my world. There's a knowing and there's a knowing. And the knowing that he wants to bring us into can only come as he reveals it by the Father. That's what he said to the Spirit. How do you know I am the Christ? Because it didn't come from flesh and blood. It came from a revelation from above. And that's the power because there are more people in this, and Jeanette's right, As there is different giftings, different levels of revelation, different grace gifts on us all. The reason God does that is because he wants oneness and he sits back and he laughs. He looks back and he goes, we're going to see how this is going to go on. Let's see if these people and all their differences with all their shoes with all the things that make them different. Can they actually love one another, put themselves second and form oneness? Oneness. Because they know me. You know, there was these people that did it called the Tower of Babel. and God had to come down and stop it. That's how powerful unity can be when we all leave ourselves at the door and walk in the Spirit. And we choose to see the God in the person, not the person. Good and bad. When we choose, make an active choice to speak life into the person. Not their quirky personality or their this or their that, but the God in them. How well do you know them? What does this mean to you as as an individual? Second question, what does this mean for us as a family member of this community called The Rock that I'm part of? What does that now mean for me as part of the body of Christ? So I ask myself that as an individual, what does it mean that I come here and be part of it as a community? Because we're not just to sit at the back and just sort of like take or just consume. We're here. God's building a community. Everyone has a place and and. His expectation is that you step into that. Here I am. So what does it mean for you from a corporate perspective? So some questions. How well do I know the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit? What's stopping me knowing them more? How am I loving my family and the world? What's stopping me here? How well am I walking with others? What's stopping me walking with others? And so if you just put the PowerPoint up, might that be great. How are we going to accomplish this? at the rock so real quickly how are we going to knowing him so we've talked about sort of what that means what are the key environments that we want to build we're going to simplify things down and so we can do that so knowing him first one services we want to create whatever day that we choose we choose to do on a sunday could be any day could be a monday night whatever okay but key services when we at the moment we have the morning and night creating environments where we can come we can worship together we can engage together we hear the whole counsel of God we contend for what we're hearing it's making a decision to plant yourself in this type of environment consistently Maybe not every weekend. You know, we we, we, we times we're going away on weekend. But you know, you go. Well, I'm going to intentionally going to be there 80% of the time because I want to get connected into. I want to know the one. How am I going to do it? I want to sit under different grace gifts and have that and receive from that grace gift. Not the person so much, but the gift on the person. Well, if you're not here most of the time, you can't receive. And so, make a commitment to go, I'm going to commit either morning or night to coming and placing myself in these environments. It's one of the ways, services, prayer gatherings. And my heart breaks and I urge, I'm saying I urge this, you know, prayer unlocks the supernatural. If we're not a prayer, praying people, we are not. I don't know what we are if we're not people of prayer, to be honest. And we create environments, mountain movers. I want to share my heart today. I want to. Prayer is so, so, so important. And it's not, you've got to get the life on the prayer. It's not just coming and going, off, da 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 da. It's like, I mean, Tuesday night was phenomenal. You know, nobody, it's quarter to ten and no one left. It started at seven o'clock. Why? Because God turned up. We're calling down God. That's what a prayer gathering is about. Declaring his goodness into this community. People are praying for you, for your relationship, praying for our neighbourhoods, praying for our city, praying for our nation, praying John Key and his team make wise decisions. Prayer unlocks everything. It's the hardest thing to do because we're so wired to go and do and we got our hands on stuff. But get says, get your hands off it and come and spend all that energy, time and mm, that you've gotten to want to go do something and put it into prayer. I will build my church. You know what? I don't need your help. I really don't need your help. I've invited you to partner with me. I could do it on my own. So it's a privilege. And one of the ways would you come is, would you pray with me? Read scripture. Christ spent hours and hours, and then in moments just with his Father, seeking him, just pouring out his heart. And So we create 9 o'clock prayer meetings. I'd love to see like this at 9 a.m. Imagine what this could be like. The healing meeting. I don't. Why is it that when you have a healing meeting, the level of the intensity in the room goes to here, and then the next week it's down to here? Why is it that we had 50 people come to the 9 o'clock prayer meeting, but the next week it's down to 10 or 12? See, the more you know him, the more he builds you internally, the more natural, oh, you've got. You. it's like, I've got to come. It's an outworking of what's within you, because it's authentic. It's not something you're trying to do, it's who you're becoming. And so mountain movers, every month, once a month, we come together as a corporate, second Tuesday of the month. I want to flood this place. It's for an hour, an hour and fifteen. Unless God, well, I'm going to say God turns up. It was three hours, but I tell you, it was. It it felt like you ask anybody. It felt for me for like ten minutes. It's like it's ten o'clock. We've got to get home and relieve Heather Harrison, who's looking after our kids. (laughs) So we, you know, there's, there's. Um, Nine o'clock prayer meeting here. Four o'clock in the afternoon. Mountain Movers is a 24/7 prayer line which we're just slightly um, modifying, but but people praying around the clock, praying all the time. This Tuesday night prayer here. This individual responsibility to pray, and um and so please, you know, let just let's start once again committing. We, we're gonna we're, so we're narrowing down things so you can so you can come training arm. Um, it's the thing we've been working on, which is we're hoping to start this at the end of April. Um, which is going to be, and this is going to be a ten-week um, course. Or you call it an environment where we come, where we're going to. At the moment, we're thinking about calling it ignite. And so it's just a snippet to get us ignited, for the spirit to ignite something within us. And so that's, you know, the whole thing of growing and development, learning how to read the word, how do I contend with the word? Who really is the church? How does God build His church? What does it mean? How do I go and reach a lost? How how do I get out there and become this follower? And so the guys are working really hard on that. So that's going to be another key environment as we go forward. And there'll be different modules that we do throughout the year. So we might just do like six weeks on the Holy Spirit or six weeks on this or six weeks on that. So there's going to be a variety of things that you can go and place yourself in to learn more. Fuel, which is our seven-week um, environment for people who have come to faith learning about foundations that, that um, Sandra and Chris Logan and Paul Costello head up. That's three times a year where people come and go, okay, what's repentance? Go through repentance again so I fully understand that. And then leadership nights, which we run every six weeks. So those are the key environments that we're putting on. that's really it, to knowing him. We're pruning back, we've pruned back man up. We're not going to have man up as a ministry anymore. We've pruned it back. That doesn't mean if men want to get together and do a breakfast and someone feels led, we'll put that on. But there's not an expectation to have a vision for man up and a key leader and and set all these environments. No, we want authenticity. Men just getting together because they're doing life together, not because we have to put on events. Same with the women. We've pruned back the women's ministry. Jeanette um, said last year came last year. It's amazing God's timing. And just say, look, God's taken me here and I'm doing all this stuff now. And I don't feel I can do this. And it was, oh, that's awesome because we feel like just to to strip it back and just focus on these key areas. Now, once again, does that mean women can't get together? No. We just had a night the other night. But there's not going to be so much of, okay, we could do these six events and blah, blah, blah. Does that make sense? Okay, move forward to knowing him. So there's some key advice, loving others. A couple of things, click again. There's two areas of loving others, serving the body. Saying, I'm going to be part of a ministry here. I'm going to be part of the cafe. I'm going to get on hospitality. I've got some kids gifts. I'm going to get into the kids. I'm going to get up here and sing. I'm going to be a life group leader. I'm actually committing to loving the body. And I love what Mike brought about loving the body. Notice how there's none of me in that. (laughs) It's an active choice of my will. And so, you know, if you've been here for a while, if you're here for the first day, I want to encourage you. How are you going to serve here? How are you going to serve these people around you? Look around you. How am I going to serve these people? I'm not just going to keep a seat. Well, I'm going to actively serve maybe once a month. And I don't think that's a big ask. Once a month to be part of the hospitality ministry. Next one, guys. Serving the world. How are we going to serve the world? Loving others. Loving my fellow brothers and sisters. Loving the world. Knowing that loving the world is authentic. I want this 24-7. Once again, because you're becoming like him. We want to put on some key environments to help that, some key vehicles, uh, like we've done the $10 petrol giveaway, cultural dinner, but really it's a 24-7 lifestyle, so it's not even really so much about here, it's just as you go. You love others because you're a follower of Christ, and you're constantly looking, asking, every morning waking up, God, who do you want me to influence today? How do you want me to influence them? Show me somebody, whether it's at McDonald's, at the cafe, at the supermarket, in my workplace. Give me something of wisdom or whatever that I can bring into someone else's world and bring light and life and hope. And so we'll put some key things in walking together. The two environments there are life groups and connect, which is the old partners of the vision. If you've been with us for a while and you haven't done connect, Come and learn our values it's our vision, what this is about, how to connect in it's a three week course it's going to be starting one very soon, and of course you 've got life groups. The very environment Jesus patterned, the goal of a life group as they are saying, is our same spiritual transformation to mature people into his likeness. How do you do that through prayer, through his word, through relationship, through communion? Because the four things the early apostles they devoted themselves to. So a life group is not all about relationship. It's an element of it. Life group is not all about teaching the word. It's an element. It's not all about prayer. It's an element. It's not all about communion. It's an element. The goal of a life group is maturity into the image of the one we follow with those elements all aligning in it, which is what you've heard just people say. What's stopping you getting to a life group today? You've seen people stand up. So I know I'm taking it up another level, if you like. And putting it out there. But you know what? Jesus calls you to the ultimate end. Come follow me. It'll cost you your life. But you know what's the end of that road? An inheritance that awaits the church for those that will follow. Are prepared to follow to the end. Your teaching just got too hard today at the Rock. I'm not in that place. I'm going to sit. Jesus okay but I'm going I want you to come and we're moving as a community so I say everything in love this community is moving it's moved two years ago if you're new with us it looks radically different, there's a whole lot of different smiley faces at me and a whole lot of older faces, that are new faces yep <laughs> but we're moving, God is moving God moves, he's moving towards an end we have to understand that as the church, God's not constant, although He is. He's full of paradigms, isn't He, God? I'm the God, always the God, the same God, but I'm always moving. I'm shifting and changing. We're moving towards, and we need to be able to see the finish. And knowing Him is a massive key, a massive key to us coming alive, alive. Loving people. So his whole mission was to love people. He turns up in Jerusalem and he's breaking because he looks at what he sees. Not just I'm not talking about people that are hurting physically. I'm talking about the spiritual place, the spiritual condition of people. He said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. If you knew. Where are you at? Where's your soul at today? What's the condition of your soul at? You need to find them, maybe for the first time, to come to the place of, God, I really do not know who you are. I'm trying to do this thing on my own. Help. Help, help, help. It's like you've heard today, you've got, we've got to be vulnerable as this people. Vulnerable, humble, powerful, that know their Father, that love others, and to make a commitment to walk together. So I want to challenge you in love today and I want you to have a look at those environments and go, am I placing myself in the best possible chance knowing that this isn't a tick list? This isn't to go, right, because this is what we want to do because we love rules. Tick, tick, tick. Oh, I make my commitment at the rock. You can do all that and nothing that changes or happens. It's about seeking Him with everything you've got. So it's walking in that tension of that and going, I'm going to intentionally place myself in these environments with others and pray like man that I get the life, because that's a lifestyle. Really, on one aspect, you could rub that out and go, that's just what it means to follow him.